The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. <sighs> Does that about sum up where we're at right now in the baseball season for the Royals? KC drops to 74 and 71. Just four and six in their last ten. And now five full games out of the wild card with 17 to go. And now, even if KC finishes 15 and two to end the season, there's a pretty good chance 15 and two wouldn't even get them in the playoffs. When you consider about a handful of other teams would only have to win about 11 games down the stretch, and surely one of them will. So obviously, this season is on ice and has been on ice for quite a while here since the last homestand. Uh, but officially, really. Ended last night with the Joaquim Soria debacle. As the Royals continue an absolutely embarrassing series with the dreadful Oakland A's. And that's the honest truth. There's no overreacting. The Oakland A's are 63-82. and So coming into the series, Oakland was 22 games under 500. Their players are giving each other concussions in the clubhouse. We saw Billy Butler, the poor guy, get released as a final slap in the face to him before coming home to KC, which he would have liked. On this road trip, this team is playing AAA and 4A players almost exclusively. And they come in and have won three in a row against the Royals, kicking their tails in two of them and kicking them in the groin in the other one. As Oakland, nothing tonight. It's Davo, and even though it's frustrating and the season is over, I'm still glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. And sorry for the week absence. I have been in Las Vegas for about five days and had a couple of work functions the last couple of evenings. So I apologize in getting back with you. But, man, ugh. who really well, – let's be real. Who really wants to hear game-by-game analysis at this point anyways, right? Isn't it almost better at this point to just do a series, you know, post-game, especially if it's going to go like this? There's just – what do you talk about with this? Obviously, lots last night with Soria, and we'll touch on that a bit. And we'll look ahead to tomorrow's series finale also. But our player of the game tonight is Eric Hosmer. Hosmer is two for three in this one with a single and a walk. A couple of singles, actually. A couple of singles and a walk. The Royals strike out 11 times tonight against Shamanaya. Of course, the gentleman they sent to the A's to get Ben Zobrist. And I don't want to hear anybody whining, oh, we should have got Manaya. No, because the Royals would not have won the World Series without the acquisition of Ben Zobrist last year. So there's no whining here. Of course, it'd be nice to have him. But, you know, the Royals do strike out 11 times against him, against John Axford, against former Royal Liam Hendricks, and Chris Smith. 11 Ks against that foursome. And the other number, besides the 11 on offense, it sticks out. Zero, as in zero extra base hits for the Royals. That's right. The Royals had zero extra base hits tonight. Didn't appear to be much energy, did there? And, of course, it's easy to say that when you get hammered. It's easy to say that when you lose 8 nothing. It's easy to say that when you're banged up and, you know, Lorenzo Cain's done for the year and Mike Musakas is long done and, you know, on and on. Hochaver and Medlin and Vargas and Miner and we can just go all day. Wong is currently out on and on and on. Zimmer, we kind of counted on him probably at some point, hopefully giving something this year. So it's easy to say that when you've got so many injuries and you lose. I know, I get that. I mean, that's not totally fair to say there wasn't a lot of energy, but 
it almost just seemed like the Royals had given up. I, I, and I, they didn't. I'm just saying that's what it seemed like. I'm not saying the Royals gave up because they uh, there's professionals all up and down this ball club and in the clubhouse and beginning with Medio. So I'm not saying they gave up, but it almost looked like it. Isn't that what it felt like watching this? It was almost like, you know, last night the season ended, which it did, of course. It was already over, but it officially ended last night. And it was almost like they showed up today and said, let's just go through the motions. This season is done. Got our vacations booked and – you know, this stinks. Let's get healthy this winter. We'll get them again next year, but let's just go out there and play now. Who cares? I mean, that's almost what it felt like. And there's probably a couple guys on the roster who did that because it's human nature. You know, if I if I was working a job and I knew I had a five-month or four, not even five months, one, two, three, about four and a half months off, and I'd put in a long stretch of seven months and it was worn out and frustrated, I'm sure I'd be looking ahead to vacation just like you would. So I'm sure there were some guys on the team that probably did have that mindset. But overall, I'm not saying that's what happened. It just appeared that way. When you get shut out by Oakland and no extra base hits, up there hacking, striking out, and it was just not good night for the Royals offense. The other stat offensively, 0 for 2. The Royals were with runners in scoring position. The Royals only had two times tonight where they hadn't a bat with a guy in scoring position. That is pathetic. Right? I mean, <laughs> uh, man, it's just it's frustrating. And going back to last night, we're getting to pitching now. I mean, Ned Yost, obviously, beyond stubborn. Joaquin Soria, we don't need to talk about that much. We know what's been happening. Early in the season, as in back in mid to late May, early June at the latest, I said I can't trust them in high leverage situations, and I don't want them in there anymore. Then after that, Soria had that really good month, month and a half, and I apologized. And then ever since then, it's back to that again. So for the, you know, obviously it's been a disaster all season for the Royals and Joaquin Soria. And again, Joaquin Soria to me was and probably still is a Royals Hall of Famer. And that's what's so difficult about this. He was one of the few bright spots in those. 2009 to 2012, 2008, you know, that whole era of Royals baseball. One of the most prolific relief pitchers in Royals history. The problem is he's tarnishing himself now, his reputation, and he wasn't a part of the World Series run, so he may get lost in the shuffle Hall of Fame-wise. And certainly it's not helping getting roundly booed and having the venom that the Royals fans are spewing at him. Last night booed before he even threw a pitch and booed two times louder after the double and bizarre comments from Soria last night and saying it's been bad luck all year, broken bad hits, and, you know, tonight, you know, no doubles defense probably, but, you know, we didn't play it. What? Ned Yost addressed that this afternoon and said, no, we would never play no doubles defense with the tying run in scoring position and two outs and said, I'll talk to Jack about it. Ah. With Soria, for me, it's the pitching has been awful, right, for the majority of the season. And you can break it down. The high leverage has been much worse. And you can look like Ned Yost has at giving him two days off, three days off versus one day off or no days off and how he's doing. And you can break it down however you want. But at the end of the day, go back to the good old-fashioned ERA and, you know, even not even breaking down high leverage versus low leverage. He's not good either way, especially in the high leverage when you break it down and look at it. Last night in particular, Matt Strom. The one hit he gave up was an infield hit that could have the play could have been made. The other guy he got out in a pop up and you take him out right away because the hitter Smolinski, whatever the hell his name is, I don't know these guys' names. Maxwell Smolinski, who are these guys up and down this lineup, right? Who are they? But yeah, he hits right-handers better. But Matt Strom was what the right-handers were three for thirty-three against him. And look at Joaquin Soria's recent. I don't know. I, I I'm not going to second guess here. My point is, it's been a it's been a debacle of a season for Soria. 
And the, and the excuses are what gets me. I'm sick and tired of the excuses. There were a couple of games early, including I, I, you know that opening day in particular against the Mets, where there were some bouncing balls that squeezed through and some broken bats. And sure, I'm sure Soria did make good pitches some of the times that he's given up leads. I'm sure, of course. But you can't use that excuse every single time. You know, depending on who you believe and what stats you want to use, anywhere from seven to twelve games and leads given up in in ties or well, ties or leads, I should say. The leads is seven. If you want to include ties, you're going upwards of twelve. Or Soria has come in and blown a game. Let's just say it's twelve. Sure, probably three or four of those games he did make good pitches, but about eight of them he didn't. And there have been rockets being hit all over the field ever since, really, since June, July. Non-stop. There haven't been too many broken bats seeing as singles against Soria, and the good pitches have been pretty close to centered right down the middle or that breaking ball and split not getting down at all. So it's just that's what gets me about him. The excuses have got to stop. And, uh, you know, when you start talking about defenses and how you should have played and start questioning your manager and Rusty Koontz, who's in charge of outfield positioning, and even some of your outfielders like Dyson, who have exceptional speed and range, that's pretty low and ridiculous. Just take take the blame. I stink. I'm letting my team down. I'm letting the fans down. I apologize. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to work at it. Let me hear that one time from you. What did Alex Gordon say a month and a half ago? They asked him about a season. He said, what do you mean? How I suck this year? How I stink? That's a guy taking responsibility. And that's probably even a little harsh because he has had some good stretches for the Royals and has been good on defense, although he did obviously have an error tonight. But that's just my point. How you handle yourself. Look at Duffy last night after he gives up you know, in the eighth inning, he can't close it out, and they're forced to go to the bullpen to Strom. And Soria, I've got to do better, he says. I can't walk, guys. I can't give up moonshots. You know, I don't know. He takes responsibility. I, I let the team down. I've never heard that from Soria. And that's what's so puzzling, because it's a guy who's such a nice guy. And, and a guy who is so well-liked by his teammates. A guy who was here before, the consummate professional. He's a veteran. It's just very surprising to see him handle himself like this. It's very odd. And the no doubles thing, I'm sure, probably. In fact, I'm not sure. Or I'm, it was. It didn't. It did not go over well in the clubhouse. Let's just put it that way. That was not a popular thing said last night, as many of the guys found out when they got back today. So, anyway, back to tonight. Let's finish off with pitching tonight. And it was awful from just about everybody starting with Mr. Ventura, who has been good, really, since August. So it's been a disappointing season for Ventura, obviously, especially early and now especially late. But uh, let's not lose the fact that he has made some steps forward in the second half. And I'm a guy who had said two steps back and a huge, colossal disappointment there after that Baltimore outing where he childishly hit Manny Machado and looked for more problems and, and seemed rattled all the time, wasn't pitching well, was not well liked by didn't go over very well with many of his teammates let's put it that way so I'm a guy that was on him early but I I really have been impressed with him the last month and a half I mean even tonight you see him getting squeezed a bit and he's not losing it and arguing as much he's not acting he's not sulking as much with, with the strike zone uh, the main thing I've noticed is that he's carrying himself better with umpires he's not he's not hitting guys intentionally he's not snapping at the ball very much he's not whining to the umpires, questioning him, and that's a big step forward for him. So I'm seeing better patience and better mental toughness from from uh, Don Ventura. So I do want to give him credit for that, and I think that it's, you know, some of it's the mechanics, obviously, and all that stuff, but I do think that's playing a big role in how he has improved, for the most part, since late July into early August. And I think Danny Duffy is the biggest reason why. 
You know, Duffy is finally the guy that has gotten through to Ventura, not even so much by words, but by actions. You see Duffy out there. He's a new pitcher this year. Nothing really bothers him. Give up a home run. Give me the ball. Get the next guy. Walk a guy. Okay. Uh, a pitch that probably should have been a strike. I'll just ask the umpire. Hi. Okay. 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 Thanks. Thanks. You know, Duffy thinking umpires when he walks off. I mean, I think Ventura is starting to watch him and Duffy leading by example just from his actions. And I think that I really do think that's the reason why we've seen a different Ventura for the most part. I think that's a, a, a big, a, a big factor for sure. And it wasn't good tonight. Four and a third, five runs on seven hits, five Ks and four walks by yo. Not good. And there were some soft hits and some quote-unquote BS hits. That's true. But it's, it's still, it's Oakland and you walked four hitters. So at the end of the day, not too much you can say tonight. As far as good there. Now, Brian Flynn, another guy who's been very good this year and a guy continuing to wonder why he's not used in high leverage situations. Five up, five down with a K ERA now around two, three. And Flynn's been getting the job done. A guy who I hope the Royals will stretch out. And I think they will and see him as a potential starter next year. We're going to have a lot of guys battling it out behind Ventura, Kennedy, and Duffy from your minors who are assigned next year to your, uh, you know, Vargas, who's in the last year of a contract next year to Strom, to Mills, to Pounders, to Flynn. Then you got to figure they're going to bring in a free agent or two. So a number of possibilities next year for the Royals in the rotation, and that's a good thing. Flynn, a guy who I can't wait to see stretched out next season. Kevin McCarthy, roughed up for the first time in the big leagues, but what a nice season he's had. We interviewed him here on Clubhouse Conversation last year. Make sure you click on former, or not former, make sure you click on current player interviews and check out the Kevin McCarthy interview. Very, very good guy. You learn a lot about him from that interview. But roughed up for the first time, and he's been good. Three runs and four hits and ending in two-thirds. No big deal. It's going to happen. Scott Alexander finishes off the debacle with an inning and a third scoreless. Two Ks, two walks, two hits. Just not a good night for the Royals, right? It really was embarrassing and pathetic. The whole series has been. You get smoked twice by the team who scores less than you do, the lone team who scores less than you do in the American League, and smoke twice, and you give a game away from the stubbornness of your manager. And again, getting back to Sori, I don't even totally blame him at this point. I do blame him for how he's reacting and carrying himself. You know, both with body language, but especially with excuses. But I blame Ned Yost at this point. I mean, how can you be too hard on Soria at this point? It's not like he's really been good at all this, this season in high-leverage situations, especially lately, and he just keeps getting thrown out there. I would have thought three times ago on the last homestand when he blew a game, we'd be done. Or, you know, certainly after the Minnesota game and, you know, on and on and on. So, anyway, that's it. Not enough, enough about that. Tomorrow's the finale. Daniel Mingden. Ensign Volquez. Daniel's got quite the funky mustache. The old school handlebar. And his numbers are not good. 1-7, and seven, a 6-3-9 ERA for the guy who came over from the Houston Astros for Scott Casimir. He takes on Ensign Volquez. 10-10, and 10, a 5-0-9. Meng Den comes off five innings against Seattle, allowing two runs. I watched that game. A lot of balls hit hard. They let him off the hook. Not a very good pitcher. I would hope the Royals can score against him. We'll see. Since coming back September 3rd, Daniel, nine runs in seven and two-thirds. Royals have never seen him. No bats against him. Volquez, four runs on nine hits in five innings last time out against the White Sox. Six? Wow. White Sox. Wow. <laughs> Looks in a very disappointing season on the upswing. His last few starts here. Three to go for Ensign Volquez. And Oakland only has two guys who have seen him four bats or more. Chris Davis, four for 16. Steven Vogt, one for six with a home run. What do I think will happen tomorrow? I'd hate to even guess at this point. How can you predict at this point? We don't know who's pitching what in the bullpen, who's available, 
We don't know what Volquez we're going to get. We don't know who's going to be in the lineup at this point. It is getting to the point, though, where it's about time to start getting Hunter Dozier in the, in the lineup most days, whether it be in right field, whether it be at third base, whether it be DH, you know, maybe give Morales and Hosmer each one more game off, maybe give them a three or four starts out there and right, get them three or four starts at third. But that's to see Hunter Dozier get seven to nine starts the rest of the season, and I think the Royals probably will do that as soon as next week. I mean, obviously, they'll officially pack this one up at the end of the weekend. They're not going to do it yet. They're going to keep putting their guys out there until they're close to eliminated. But I do expect to see more of Hunter Dozier. That's the main guy I'm really excited to see coming up down the stretch. I still think there's an outside chance the Royals should consider maybe skipping Duffy once or twice because of the innings being well over his career high. Then again, you do want him available or you know ready to go 200-plus innings next year. I get that. So there's two arguments to that, but it's at least worth thinking about, I think. That's you know whatever, where I'm at with that. Hope to see more of Alec Mills. You know The guy that was sick and missed the, the last week, finally got called up on Monday, didn't have a good outing, but he's, he's a guy that has a huge upside, I believe, in Alec Mills, a guy that controls the strike zone. He hasn't since he's been in the big leagues, but he's had very small sample size and some very extenuating circumstances with being ill and missing over a week, and the first outing, of course, were nerves, so... Uh, you know, I'd like to see more of him on and on. So there are some still things to look forward to. Where do I think the Royals will end up? Got a tweet at Royals Clubhouse. 84 wins. They'll finish three games above 584 and 78 and probably six out of the wild card is where KC ends up. I, I think 90 is probably going to be that second wild card as far as wins go. So there you go. By the way, the 2017 schedule was released. The Royals open up on the road in Minnesota, then Houston, and then they come home to KC to open the 2017 season on, what is it, Monday, April 10th? Is that what it was? Let me double-check this right now. Not that you don't have Google and can't just look yourself. If we just turn this off at this point. There's no point in really me even talking right now. But April the 10th. Yep, I'm right. That's when they will open up at the K. Anyway, we'll talk to you again soon on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night, and go Royals.